Welcome. Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. And I am glad to be back with season three here on BeExposedRadio.com. Here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live the principles of Living a Rich Life Network. Those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and of course, philanthropy. Today's guest are all prime examples of some folks that are living a rich life, no pun intended. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about it. So first and foremost, you know, I got something we call living a rich life moments in time. And um, as you know, they're about to put on the mask again. So hopefully folks, y'all is being safe, doing what you had to do. But we're going to get into it now with our first guest. So our first guest, uh, she is a finance and fitness trainer. She is a consultant, public works inspector for Baltimore City. However, her passion is finance and fitness. She previously managed several LA fitness centers for almost two years and then decided to continue helping people by be being their happiest, the healthiest versions of themselves by offering work plans online. We're going to talk about that because I can use a work plan. She believes that being healthy on the inside is just as, if not more important, than being physically fit. And I quote, please welcome finance guru and fitness trainer, Victoria Sonora. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. So, Victoria, first and foremost, I'm known for tearing up names. Um, so, did I actually... <laughs> Pronounce your last name correctly? Shonora. So it's actually my middle name. That's kind of what I go by online. My technical last name is Yoder, but Shonora, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I like that. It's almost like a prince kind of kind of. 
Just changing it up. Okay. Well, so so I'm gonna call you Victoria. Is that okay? Yes. All right. So so first and foremost, tell us where you're from, Victoria. Originally, I am from Pennsylvania, born and raised. I moved to Maryland about four years ago. You said four years ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so far, so good. It's working out for you. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. One of the important things we like folks to tell their story, and we're going to get into that. Um, but as we talk about fitness, so what's your fitness specialty? So what I focus on is I'm very passionate. Um, it's kind of geared around what I focus on for myself is a tight core and I like a bigger bottom. And that's kind of what's in right now also for the female body. Um, but so I focus a lot on core and glutes, glute work. So Core, core and glutes. So yes. novice, is that like your stomach area? Yes. Right? Yeah. So your core is your stomach. Yep. Okay. And in the glutes? What you sit on. <laughs> So that's my ass. Correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. Core, core and glutes. And, and I see you look like you was coming from uh, from the gym earlier. Did, did you work out today? I did. My hair is still wet because I, I worked out a little bit later than I thought. But yeah, I try to work out about um, five times a week. So I did come from the gym a little bit ago. Oh, okay. Five times a week. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Because yeah, I, 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 I work out no days a week. Uh oh. <laughs> So How's it working out for you? <laughs> nice. So tell us, what qualifications do you have in terms of, you know, to be a fitness trainer? So like you said earlier, um, I've worked in the fitness field for two years. Um, professionally, I manage LA Fitnesses. Um, and as I was working there as a manager, our departments merged between training and management. So I've lived in the gym myself for a while. I truly growing up, I never thought that I would want to be a fitness trainer um I just I don't know I, I was just kind of used to performing as an athlete and I didn't think that I would enjoy kind of just helping people work out um but as I worked in that space and really I guess got to know people and really listen to their stories I just got so motivated to help them um find their why and keep their why and that's kind of how it all started um and then as COVID happened, as I became a mom, um, even though I switched industries professionally myself for like my typical nine to five-ish, um, what I was doing nine to five, I didn't want to stop helping people with those transformations. It, it was so satisfying. It was so like beautiful just to have people come in in a certain space mentally and physically and kind of helping them with that journey. Um, and so even though I'm not there nine to five now, um, I like being able to still be part of that journey with people. Nice, nice. That's that's very motivational in itself right there. Now, if I heard correctly, you said that you used to play sports? Yeah, um, I used to play four sports. I um, always played three because obviously that was the max. I did volleyball, soccer, basketball, and track. And um, I played three up all through high school. And then in college, I did basketball and track. Oh, well, I might have to challenge you to a game of basketball. Oh, <laughs> that's cool, though. That's, that's that's all I do. That's all I do. Oh yeah, we'll see. Because <laughs> I'll lose. <laughs> there you go. So when you when you obtain new clients, how, how do you assess your new clients, right? Because I figure as a trainer, some folks need a little more inspiration, a little more yeah. motivation than others. How, how do you assess your clients? Yeah. So. 
Um, two things, whether you work with me, whether you're working for someone else, you always want to make sure that they ask you these two questions. The most obvious one is what are your goals? What are you specifically looking to do? Um, and then the other question that someone should always ask you if they know what they're doing is, do you have any injuries or limitations um, with your body? Because that's something that um, is super common, like knee problems. Um, and as you deal with older clients, um, hip problems and things like that. So um, those are two things that you definitely always want to ask. And then in that assessment, I always want to find out their why. Because um, whether you're in, talking about fitness, whether you're talking about starting a business, whether you're starting any venture, it's always important to understand for yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Because as we all know, you're going to get those days where you're not going to want to do it. <laughs> and um, as a trainer and as somebody who's coaching you through something, um, I want to know why you're here. And I want to live that with you um, and remind you of that whenever you don't feel like doing it. So that's another part of the assessment process is figuring out why people want to do what they want to do. Some people just want to keep up with their kids. Um, I had this one woman one time and um, she came in. She's like, I, I just want to dance with my husband again. I want to be able to dance with him again. She was a little bit older and it was just so beautiful. Um, her husband ended up coming in as well. He had a prosthetic leg and it was just a super amazing transformation with them. Um, and it just became this like beautiful journey um, through the assessment, just finding out like why they wanted to come and why they wanted to do what they were doing. Nice, nice. That's that's always a good thing, right? For me, it just I, I want to look good. Yeah, <laughs> you look great. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm a little shallow sometimes. <laughs> um, so one of the things I know, and, and my team did some research, understanding a little more with fitness, um, that it's important on what you eat. So absolutely, do you create meal plans? Is that part of the whole fitness trainer? ensemble for you? So I am not a nutritionist, but I do have a packet that we put together um, that gives you guidelines to follow um, and based off whether you are looking to gain muscle, whether you're looking to, to lose fat. Um, it's catered to your goals. I'm not, like I said, a nutritionist, but I definitely have a packet together that um, is super simple to understand and that um, will definitely help people because as um, you may or may not know, um, nutrition is 80% of your results. I can have you do whatever I want you to do in the gym. Um, and you can be great at it, but if, if you are not um, making changes in the kitchen as well, um, there's the quote that says abs are made in the kitchen. They really are. Um, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I have a packet that's put together that is catered towards whatever the client's goals are, um, but I'm not like a licensed nutritionist. Oh, okay. Well, that cancels me out because I'm going to this phone real quick. No, no. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. So really what you eat is, is really is that you are what you eat, so to speak. Um, and then the exercise and it kind of is, is this 20% of how you want to get to where you need to be, it sounds like it. Absolutely. And there's different things too. Um, I won't break down the scientific side, but just to build muscle, your body needs certain things. And so it's super important to make sure that you're getting the right nutrients um, and things in the meals that you're eating or supplements, however you choose to operate. Um, it's really important to get the results that you want. Gotcha. So how do you track those fitness goals, right? Say, hey, Rich James is your client. Mm -hmm. um, how do you track those fitness goals? Um, so the first thing that people always want to jump to is the scale. Um, I encourage people to actually stay away from the scale. Maybe do it about once a month um, because as you are working out in the gym and as you're building muscle, the scale isn't going to necessarily make sense. If you're like, oh, I'm here to lose weight, but you're building muscle, you're going to gain get heavier in moments and that's good so once a month um i encourage you to weigh yourself but um taking measurements of the body and um as 
people get into their fitness journey, especially if they're starting out, they kind of realize that the things that they want to track aren't necessarily what they really care about as they keep going because it's not what it's about. Um, often it becomes, especially for women, like how you feel in your clothes, how your clothes fit, um, the energy levels. So um, it becomes not just the measurements of your body, but also mentally how you're doing and physically just how you're feeling overall. Gotcha. But stay away from the scale. Jump on the scale once yeah, a month. Okay. Once a month. <laughs> yes. I'm going to jump on the scale right after this interview. I haven't <laughs> been on the scale in, in months. <laughs> months. So, so tell us why. So why did you become a fitness trainer? Uh, other other than to help people, was there something like you was a fat kid, or? Um, no, I've always I've always been pretty fit. I've always been an athlete, and everything's come that that part of my life has come pretty natural to me. Um, but kind of two things: one, working in an environment where I, I've worked with people from so many different walks of life. Um, that's one reason. And then also becoming a mom, <laughs> uh, I thought people were being dramatic or I don't know. I just thought everything that people were saying about pregnancy didn't apply to me. So once I gave birth, um, mind you, I worked out my whole pregnancy. I worked out until basically the day I gave birth oh, wow. and I worked up until the day I gave birth, like 65 hours a week. Like I did not slow down. I didn't stop. And I still ended up with separate ab separation and a hernia. So it, it's there's so many things that you just learn about the body, and you just I, I get attached to, to other people's journeys and stories, and I just I just want to help them um, because there's so many different factors, and I just I love helping people understand that stuff is going to happen and it's perfectly okay. It's just figuring out um, ways to get through them and, and ways to come back from an injury or, or ways to try to prevent certain things or with with moms um help with the ab separation and some of the damage that can happen from that um yeah i just i just kind of fell in love with the journey process of it because i definitely hit setbacks that i, I didn't <laughs> i just for some reason didn't think were gonna apply to me they did and um yeah so i just kind of fell in love with the whole thing so, so that that leads me to uh my, my next question kind of off script so when you have folks and they have goals and like let's say how how would you handle an unhappy client um, that, you know, just, I, I don't know, was unhappy for whatever reason, you know, tell us how, how would you handle an unhappy client? I'm sure. Cause in any business mm -hmm. where you get somebody that's unhappy. Mm -hmm. So like, in terms of me personally, I haven't dealt with that. Definitely. Um, in the corporate, um, space we did, and it, it mostly came down to money and priorities, so often it's a matter of just sitting down with them and meeting them where they are and just really, really figuring out what's going on. Because if somebody comes in, unless there's a, you know, a financial crisis, which of course happens to people, unless it's a financial crisis, if somebody's coming in and it's like, Hey, I want to cancel my contract. Cause in the corporate setting, it was often um, contract based. So there's often something else going on, or maybe they lost motivation. So it's really just sitting down with them, meeting them where they are and really figuring out what's going on. And just kind of talking to them about what they really want. And ultimately, it's their decision. You are going to have unhappy people or, you know, people who just don't want to continue for whatever or maybe need to take a break from what they're doing. Um, but that's definitely how um, me and my team, you know, always dealt with it is just meeting them where they are and um, remembering that they're a human being. And it's not just about the contract. It's not just about anything but them and what they're going through. I, I like what you said there. Meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's important. Meet them where they are. 
Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you're not a nutritionist, um, but you have a, you know you, you have some idea of basic package that you put together. Um, do you recommend nutrition supplements? Right, because I you know you got all these commercials. Hey, take yeah. this, take that. Right. What's your thoughts on on nutritional supplements? So in terms of supplements, um, at the end of the day, the most natural way you can do anything is always going to be the healthiest and quote unquote the best. But being realistic, um, not everyone is going to get the things that they need, um, that their body needs to get the results that we're we're going for. And so um, me personally, uh, the only thing that I really take is a protein powder mass gainer. Um, because me with my busy schedule and just being a mom, it's really hard for me to eat enough calories <laughs> to, to get the results that I want. Cause I'm, um, I'm not trying to lose mu- or lose weight. I'm trying to build muscle and, um, I'm definitely for, um, if, if you're not getting it where you're eating, I'm, I'm all for supplements. Um, I'm definitely not the master of them and I'm definitely still learning about them, um, beyond like, um, kind of the basic ones, but I'm, I'm definitely for them if you're not getting what you need um, just on your diet. Favorite food. Tell me what's your favorite food. Chicken. <laughs> chicken? Yes, I love chicken. Oh, that's, uh, do I dare say it? That's so black. I know. <laughs> I almost picked a different one just because, but it's chicken. I eat chicken. Like it's, chicken. Just like it's chicken. Chicken. So, and I really like pineapples. So chicken and pineapple are kind of my pineapples. favorite. Okay, pineapples are a favorite food of mine. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things we like to do here on Living a Rich Life is um, we we play a game, Would You Rather? Uh So we're going to play a little game. Um, And and this is going to touch somewhat on that finance piece um, background that that you have. So we're going to see what you think on that, all right? Are you game? I'm game. Okay. Would you rather be the victim of a carjacking or identity theft? (laughs) <laughs> you you look like you hot carjack some people your damn self. <laughs> um, I would say because well, I I think I would say carjacking. Carjacking? Yeah, because I don't have the the car that I'm whipping around right now. Gretch, you've met her. She they can have her. It's okay. <laughs> and I, and I asked that question because again, identity theft. There could be a lot of financial implications. Yeah. Right? So we that goes yeah. in tune with. Okay, okay. Next one. Would you rather have money problems or health issues? All right, so money problems, unless the health issues are based off of simple decisions I can make. <laughs> if it's if it's like a serious health issue, then absolute money problems. You can you can choose to change that, but health problems is it's a lot harder to just make a choice to not have health problems. Okay, okay, we'll take that. Would you rather inherit money or property? Property, absolutely. Well, um, it depends how much money, <laughs> but probably property. Okay. Not only is she, she is, that's why she's a finance guru. <laughs> we are sitting here with Victoria Sonora, and you know, we are talking, we're talking little finance, would you rather questions, and uh, we're talking fitness. So hopefully if you have any questions, feel free to get at us. BeExposedRadio.com. All right, so let's keep it going. We got a few more here. Would you rather discover the unknown or explore the familiar? 
Discover the unknown. Discover the unknown. Yeah, there's so much more potential for that, potentially. Yeah. I don't mind a risk. <laughs> I love it. So these are, these are me, so me and I, the producer, Monty, love him to death. I call him Monty the Magician. Monty, I know you're listening. Would you uh, rather discover the unknown or explore the familiar? Let's see if he answers. No? I'll get him later. I'll get him later. All right, here we go. We're going to keep it going. Would you rather eat salads or drink smoothies every day for a week? I love smoothies. <laughs> I love smoothies. Throw a little protein in there and we set. <laughs> okay. I love fruit smoothies. All right, and then we're going to circle this one back into uh, kind of, uh, and this is a good one for fitness, as a, as a fitness trainer. Would you rather have more patience or motivation? That's a really good one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Give me give me a second to think about it. Oh, take your time. You only got a little bit of time, about 10, 15 more minutes. Patience or motivation. I was I think I would say motivation. Motivation. Even yeah, I think I would say motivation for myself. Well, why, since it took you a little longer to yeah, because because often, especially in fitness, one of the things that we have to remind clients is patience for your body to get where you want to go. Um, but for if I'm just talking about me personally, um, I would say motivation for myself. <laughs> just because you can, um, when I'm really, really motivated, I lock in and I get a, I'm very, I'm really productive very, very quickly. Um, and even in kind of my life story, you can kind of see that like when I, when I go, I go. So I, I would choose a motivation for myself, but for someone else, I'd probably choose patience. Okay. So let's, let's, let's do a few things here. So let's tell how viewers, um, can get in, stay in touch with you, um, share some of your social media information, okay. some of the services that you offer. Okay. So Instagram is definitely my main platform for, um, well, social media in general, but fitness. Uh, my fitness Instagram is build ya y a booty, so build your booty, and then um, my personal Instagram is Victoria Shinora. Um, you can see a pop up right there to look me up. Um, that's the best way to get in contact with me, um, and then we can kind of take it from there um, if we need further contact. And in terms of services, right now I'm kind of focused on the custom workout um, programs. I'm open to virtual training. Um, um, but mainly what I'm doing is the, the virtual, I mean, the, um, custom workout plans. Okay. Custom workout plans mm -hmm, that you can follow it and it'll be adjusted on a monthly basis. Okay. Okay. So I mean, given the time that we're in like pandemic, you know, COVID state, has that been kind of the direction that you had to take for the last, I mean, the last year? But is that, you know, is that your normal, you know, you know, like to be in front of the, the client. Yeah. Yeah. So um, being as I don't run a fitness facility anymore, um, a lot of gyms, they just aren't really friendly for the training aspect for like their, their um, members to train just because it takes away from the corporation and all of that. Um, so it just kind of with my life shift as well, it just became, um, it just kind of made more sense. Um for my where I am right now to do mostly virtual um but I would say yeah mainly because of the job switch um just because I'm not working like in this space that's kind of 
one of the reasons that I really pushed with virtual and then also, of course, COVID. Um, it just, in some cases, helps people feel a little more safer and they have kind of more control over where they are and what they're doing. So I wouldn't want to take that away from them either. Okay. Makes make, makes sense. You know, you got to wear a mask while you, you can barely breathe from the workout, but then now you got to wear a mask. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, that's really, and if you have asthma, I have asthma and it, it's like, I've almost, yeah, it's been hard. Um, because you're breathing in all the all the humidity from the sweat. It's like you're you're breathing into your lungs, and it's just yeah, with asthma, it's been it's been difficult, but worth it. <laughs> so so I've, I've recently lost uh, some weight, and I'm pretty much at my uh, I think, which I'm away myself. So I'm at the optimal weight I want to be at. Um, give give us and our viewers and listeners some quick pointers to work out your abs. What type of exercise? And I, I say that because as the team was doing some research. We pulled up some footage mm-hmm. of you doing some ab workout, and you was like hanging in midair. Yeah. <laughs> so what, um, what would you recommend for abs? So number one, the kitchen is what I recommend for abs. But number two, um, yeah, just just consistency, and it doesn't. Um, people sometimes think, oh, if I add weight to my ab exercises it's going to bring better results, but actually that can make your abs. It'll, when you add weight, it makes your muscles larger. So it'll actually make your stomach appear less flat if you are adding weight to your ab exercises. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, you can do both, but it all kind of depends on your body proportions and what you're really looking for. But that's um, definitely a pointer that I, I don't think most people quite understand. Um, and I didn't always understand when I started out is that if you add weight, it's going to make your muscles larger. So if you're looking for the flattest weight or the flattest waist possible, definitely kitchen and um, body weights, body weight stuff, and um, to you know incorporating weight, but with within reason. See, that's funny, yeah, because my stomach is. I got my four pack back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, congrats. I've been I've been eating a lot of fruit and vegetables. Proud of you. Yeah, and I've cut down on the pork. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I like a pork chop sandwich. Just yeah. yeah. I guess that, that is a thing. It does definitely take the toll on what, what you're eating. So are you um you said that you, you lost weight. Was it mainly due to diet or, or it was mainly due to diet? Oh, yeah. I could eat like a whole gallon of ice cream at one yeah. probably still could just to be clear. <laughs> I am, I'm with you. I love ice cream. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's too funny. So uh, this is a question that popped up. Explain step by step how do you do a curtsy squat? You, you, what, what is that? What's a curtsy? What's, what's a curtsy, <laughs> curtsy squat. Yes. So a curtsy squat. Um, it's kind of what it sounds like. You know how a woman curtsies and she puts her one foot diagonally behind her. So that's what a curtsy squat is. So instead of when you go to do a um, a regular lunge, instead of taking your foot and putting it directly behind you, you're going to put it to, um, you're going to bring it towards the back of your opposite foot. So one thing that, um, cause that's, that's one of the exercises that, that I um, show people to do. And one of the things that I learned as well, um, just through my own is people often do it too far. You don't want to do naturally. You're like, Oh, the farther I go, the more efficient I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> but that's not accurate. Um, you you want to place it slightly um, to the opposite side of your opposite foot, um, but not too much, or it's going to put strain on your knee. 
Um, and if you don't already have an injury, it could cause one. Okay. All right. uh, a favorite question of mine, I like to ask guests, um, and, and by the way, you, you are the very first guest of season three, so, so thank you for that. That's, that's, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what, what would you say is your superpower? I believe everyone has a superpower. What, what would you say is your superpower? Um, I think one of my superpowers is connecting with people. Um, on a professional level, that was always one of my strengths and one of the ways I effortlessly kind of excelled where I was. And um, in life, as we all know, networking is <laughs> key to almost anything that you want to do. Um, if you want to go a little faster, get a little farther. And uh, I think one of my superpowers is, is connecting with people and, and creating really, really good, like genuine bonds. Nice, nice. What is... And, and so in terms of your overall philosophy on in life, right? So again, living a rich life is, we have our own philosophy on what life looks like. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess in turn, maybe I'm asking you a question, what does living a rich life mean to you? Um, the, the older I get, the more I feel like um, a lot of things is about your perception and it's about what goes on mentally, um, and even with fitness, like I, I really do focus on people's minds, um, the positivity, the gratitude, all of those things. I think that it's just all about what you think <laughs> and, and the way that you process things and the, the way that you respond. So living a rich life to me is just understanding and being confident in who you are and just knowing where you want to go and like loving people along the way. That's <laughs> kind of what I live by. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, I guess my short summary. <laughs> short summary. Okay. My short summary. All right. Yeah. It's not a trick question. It's not a trick question. Um, so one of the big things that I'm, I'm, I'm big on is, is customer service, right? Oh, absolutely. So, so how important do you think customer service is to be a foot, a fitness trainer? Right. I it's extremely, it's a huge part of everything that you're doing um, in any business, but especially when you're helping someone um, do something that is really hard for people to do on their own. Um, you want them to trust you and you want them to feel like they have a, that they matter. Um, and if you're not, if you forget things or if you, um, don't prioritize or keep your word or communicate properly with people. They don't feel important and they don't feel like they're going to lose interest in what they're doing. And um, part of the, a big part of personal training is um, being an accountability partner. And even if you're not with them, um, still having that relationship in between sessions or in between, you know, times that you're supposed to speak to them, it's super, super important. And just making sure that you answer people's questions because a huge part of getting people to, to, commit to things like that is acting whenever they're the most motivated, which is at the beginning. And so if you're able to um, lock into that and, and show them that they matter and show them that their why matters, um, then it's, it's completely different and you're going to have a longer, they're going to commit longer and they're going to have better results. And, and that's, that's really kind of a big piece of it, right? In, Absolutely. In the terms of encouragement, right? Mm -hmm. What's, what's, what's your, what would you say is your preferred style of encouragement, right? Some, I guess, 
I won't answer the question for you, but what's your preferred style of, of, of encouragement? Um, if somebody's encouraging me, I kind of prefer a more cutthroat, like get yourself together, trash talk. But uh, in terms of with my clients, it, it really doesn't, I don't have a preference, whatever speaks to them. Like I just want to speak to them and I want them to feel motivated by whatever the process is. So I don't really have a preferred way that I mm-hmm. want to coach somebody else. Cause to me, it's not about that. It's about um, them getting from where they are to where they want to be. And that, that sounds like that's the Victoria Sonora philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going to call it. That's what we're going to call it. Yes, we're not talking yes, about Victoria. <laughs> All right. So, so what's next for Victoria? What's next? Tell us, tell us your plan. What's 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 next? In terms of fitness or just my life? No, we'll start with fitness. With fitness, um, so I started the fitness, my fitness journey on Instagram, like toward, closer to the beginning of the year. Um, And in terms of goals with that, I am focusing right now, I'm building um, some core and glute programs where instead of people having to work directly with me, um, they're going to have options to just follow um, specific programs that I laid out for getting the, getting the bigger ass or getting, getting the snatched ways that you want. Um, So I'm working on those. um, And down the line, I have some other products that I want to release and um, a brand is under works, but that'll be a little bit later. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's currently what's next for fitness. Very, very, very nice. I, I like, you know, getting a little more, how many, how many clients do you have now? Um, currently, so I just, I just recently moved to Owings, like officially in Owings Mills about two months ago and I took a break. Um, so as of right now, I just picked up, um, seven as of right now, um, that I'm working with. Um, from when I took a break to when I just got back started. Because originally I was like, oh, I'm just going to kind of focus on the programs. But people kept reaching out to me and they really wanted to work directly, a little bit more hands-on. So um, I did pick up some some more clients. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I genuinely like doing it. So I'll, um, I just continue to do it because I love it. <laughs> nice, nice. So let's, 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 get a little, let's get a little more personal so we can understand who you are. So you recently brought a home. You recently brought a home. So yes. congratulations. Thank you. You're very welcome. I, I did too. I recently purchased a home myself. Congrats. But, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so so let's let's talk about your story somewhat. You have a two-year-old. Yes. Right now. And I know for me, just in terms of you know my growth, because I, I see a lot of growth in you. And again, we relatively new in terms of meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us, tell us your story and some of the things that will inspire and motivate others to, you know, to kind of get to a point. Because again, we're still growing. Mm-hmm. But tell us, share some of your story that got you where you are today. Was it okay. easy? Was it a struggle? <laughs> it was a struggle. So just to give a, a summary recap. So again, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm actually adopted. I was adopted when I was four. And my dad who adopted me, I was adopted by, um, they were married, um, but the dad who adopted me, he passed away when I was 13. So um, my two older sisters were married and out of the house. So it was me and my mom uh, for like seven years in the house. And how I got to Maryland was she actually got remarried. And at the time it just wasn't going to work. So that's actually, 
how I got out of the house. Um, I just decided that I, I didn't, I, I hadn't seen her, um, you know, be with one, someone and I, I was very happy for her, but it just wasn't going to work with me at the moment. So um, that's how I moved to Maryland. And I was in school, I was in nursing school. And um, my third year of nursing school, I um, got pregnant with my son. So um, to summarize that whole thing, um, I had to stop going to school. Um, and I come from a conservative family, so I needed to figure it out. And uh, I was five and a half months pregnant and I didn't have anywhere to go. And I was actually about to go to a shelter. Um, I didn't have a car. I was spending all my money on school and um, I didn't know what I was going to do. And that's when I got into LA Fitness and I started my adult career there and I uh, saved my money, got my car because I was like, well, they can't take it from me because I, I own it. So worst case scenario, I'll live in there. Um, but God opened doors and um, I'm in terms of fine. I'm very, very passionate about finance because um, I think we are in so much more control financially than we, uh, I guess, are programmed to think. And um, there's just this whole materialism that gets in the way of financial success. And so I went from about to go to a shelter to homeowner in two years. And that was from priorities. That was from discipline and um, just being really clear about what I wanted. And um, there's just so many, there's just so much more that we're capable of than, than we think. And when Often, sometimes, sometimes often, I guess, we, <laughs> we're forced into situations that kind of bring that out of us. And um, I think it's just important to remember that you don't have to be homeless to, to push yourself and, and to, to get to where you want to be. Um, you're capable of it now, and you don't always have to operate out of survival mode. And so I encourage people, whether you are feeling like you're at your homeless point or whether you're kind of comfortable but not where you want to be, um, you can do it whatever stage that you're at and you can do it a lot faster than you think you can whenever you lock in and when you're very clear about what you want to do. Ooh, that was, that was well said. That was <laughs> well said. Yeah. That, that's a story. And like I said, we all got a story. I got a story, you know, I got my own story that kind of led me to that But um, that's what we do. We're, we're living a rich life and this is Be Exposed Radio. And you got to be comfortable with sharing your story to be on my show and understand yeah. that's what we're going to do. We do we do dig deep when we uh, research our guests. Definitely, <laughs> definitely do that. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, again, something that you just, you know, coming to fruition now. What would you, advice would you give your younger self? And then take us out with... Um, what advice should we give to someone wanting to, to be a fitness trainer? Um, to my younger self? Oh my gosh, there's so many things I would say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, my younger self? Um, honestly, I think one of the things I would tell myself is that it's all going to work out. Because that's just having faith that things are going to work out. It's just it makes where you are easier, quote unquote easier. And it, I feel like it helps things happen faster for you when you have faith in them and when you're not constantly trying to be in control. Um, my faith comes from God. So I feel like every time I get to the point where I'm like, I don't have any other answers. I don't have any other things I can try. Like I need you to do something. And I just kind of submit and I'm like, I need you to take control. Like that's when everything always shifts for me. 
So I would definitely tell myself it's always going to work out. Take a deep breath. <laughs> it's going to work out. And um, for someone who wants to become a fitness trainer, um, I mean, it's any, any anybody can be. It, it's just, you know, understanding, like getting, getting the, the information, getting the knowledge, getting the training that you need um, to understand um, your body. I think you should always start with yourself first. Um, cause once you do it for yourself, it's a lot easier to understand somebody else. Um, and it's a lot easier to just understand the body when you physically went through it yourself. Um, that's definitely the advice that I would give them. Okay. Well, I, I, I definitely thank you for sharing your story. Of course. Sharing your, your, uh, what, what's the word I want to call it? Your, your knowledge. <laughs> Definitely, because I, I learned a few things, and, and it just helps me co-sign. Because, like I said, I've been eating a lot of fruit and vegetables, and um, I, I do feel slimmer. So now I definitely got to weigh myself. You say stay on the, the scale like, only once. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? Do you do you feel like you have more energy? I do, and I'm gonna yeah. tell you this. I got a hit because I was I was looking kind of rough. I usually get my hair done, but grooming is a very important thing too. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, like, uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> really, I, I got a haircut and I feel even better. I mean, I always feel good about myself for the most mm -hmm. part. As you should. I've been getting my sleep um, mm -hmm. and drinking a lot more water. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking better care of myself um, and really having. Haven't been out in the last couple of days, but you know, I'm gonna get out today and let my hair down. Uh oh. And, and go, <laughs> go support some folks. And, uh, it's gonna be a good look. It's yeah. Good look. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm happy for you and I'm so proud of you. Well, well, thank you. I thank you for sharing yeah. this story. Look forward to chatting with you again real soon. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. You know, and we're gonna have another guest coming on. So, you know, feel free to, to, to watch the show as, as you go on your business and do what you need to do, um, but hope to catch up with you later. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. And, and, and until next time, I want you to continue to be inspired to live a rich life. Always. All right. Thanks, Victoria. All right, folks, there you have it. We had the sensational... Victoria Sonora, Sonora, I can tell you, I, I will tear up a name without question. Um, we're going to give a few moments for our, our second guest to come in. Um, I want to share with you again, we are at season three. I am so excited because there is no place I'd rather be than here on BeExposedRadio.com. Um, so, if this is your first time hanging out with us, your first time watching, your first time listening to Living a Rich Life Talk Show, we are all about six elements, good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. Um, so it's not just about when you think of the word rich, you think of dollars and cents. Uh, financial freedom is one of our principles. However, the most important one to me is good health. So depending on who you speak with, depending on who you talk to, they might mix those six principles around. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure that, you know, you're living a rich life, um, whatever that means to you. Whatever you're, you're motivated, inspired to do, 
And I think that's, that's key. And I think one of the most important things and my second guests, um, when they come on, we're going to talk about, um, you know, some uncomfortable conversations. We're going to talk about black love. We're going to talk about uh, some of the amazing writings that, that they have um, in terms of their, their book. And we'll get into that. Um, but again, this is a good opportunity to just uh, for me to share with you. I'm happy to be back on. I took a break, um, but we're going to get it. This season, we're going to shake some things up. We are definitely going to shake some things up. We're going to have some more national known guests. Uh, we had a few last season two. We had one or two season, uh, season one. Um, so we're going to mix things up. We're going to also be doing some things that involve uh, being on the road. So we're going to do living a rich life on the road. We'll, we'll, we will be um, live um, and, and I'm working with, you know, I will be working with our producer, Monty, to, to get things going on that area, to be actually live at events. And um, we're going to be hosting a few events. Myself, I will be hosting a few events. So looking forward to that. So keeping this theme going, um, also every year, so last year we had um, Living a Rich Life. It was a thank you event. Um, it was a good turnout despite COVID. The event was in November. So I'm looking forward to getting that together again. Um, and in that case, I was the, I was everything but the DJ. Um, it's where I bring in my guests. Um, it will be hosted at the same, at the Garage Event Center. Um, so that still will be something that we're doing and a lot of good stuff. So I'm really excited about season three. Some a lot of different things happening, some things new, some things old, um, but looking forward to getting that done. So um, let's see if we have our second guest, if they're ready to rock and roll. Um, Mani, are you there? Catherine, I'm here. Yes. So do we have our second guest ready to jump in yet? Not just yet. They needed a passcode. I just sent it to them. All right. So um, as we wait for our, our second guest to appear, I am thinking and wondering, um, and I probably should talk to Monty first. So I know a lot of folks have asked me um, if I'm going back in the station. I don't foresee that happening right now, especially with the stuff still happening with COVID. Um, but again, we're working on a lot of new things at Big Exposed Radio. You can reach us at BigExposedRadio.com. Um, check out some of the other shows, The Artist Exchange, The B Show, um, Talk Lately uh, with Monty, all excellent shows. So I encourage you to go out there and watch those shows as well. Um, become a part of the BigExposedRadio.com family because um, we got a lot of good things coming. We feel we can even do more with the internet. So stay tuned for that. So, I'm gonna stop rambling for a second and get ready for our second guest. And also you can call in, um, I should probably learn the number by now, but I still don't know the number. Uh, I'll work on that. But you can call in, you can in the chat on Facebook Live and um, get it going. 
So now I think our second guests are, are, are ready to rock and roll. So I, I got to say, I'm really, I've been trying to get these folks on for a couple of, uh, couple of weeks. And uh, between new home and traveling, it's been challenging. So with, uh, without further ado, let me tell you about today's second guest. So today's second guest are multifaceted human beings on a journey to heal themselves and others. As healing artists, authors, mediators, life coaches, the guys are consistently sharpening their skills to be the service of a service to humanity. Their most recent books, Dear Black Men and Dear Black Women, of affirmations, questions, and apologies you may not have heard were birthed out of experiences and uncomfortable conversations um, with the purpose of creating a safe space for Black men and Black women to be heard and understood without judgment. That in itself is a powerful statement. Please welcome Jewel and Desmond Guy. Hi. Welcome, welcome. So how are y'all doing today? Doing well, and you? I'm, I'm, I'm like to say I'm better than amazing. I am better than amazing. <laughs> I continue to be blessed. So I will say, um, this is probably, uh, thank you for joining. This is season three for Living a Rich Life talk show. And if you haven't had an opportunity to kind of get a sense of what the show is about, we are all about inspiring and motivating others. And I felt that having you both on the show was an excellent piece because I, I love the black love. I love the book and what you don't know, Jewel, um, and, and Desmond, no, no, no sidebar to you, but when we were in the studio on Lexington Street, uh -huh. we saw these cards that had dear, and I said, you know what? And this was like two years ago. Yeah. And I said, I, I need to get, whoever's involved with that, I need to get them on the show. That's awesome. And, um, un, un, unfortunately, I have not, I normally get the book ahead of time of having my guests, but I ain't gonna lie, I lost some staff, there's some staff turnover. So uh, I, I didn't get the book, but I will make it a point to get a book because most of my guests that have been authors, they've, you know, they signed the book and I support them by again purchasing their, their product. So it's a win-win. So let's 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 get into it. So let's really get into it. Um and I want to start with the life with the coaching. Okay. All right. So how long have you been coaching? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, you start with that because you got certified first. Well, I've been certified for about four years. Yeah, yeah it's been four years. Um, probably, probably for a long time. I, I can't really say how long. I mean, officially, if you count them just from a certification standpoint, I've been for four years, but if you want before that, mm, I don't know, somewhere maybe like 15. <laughs> doesn't say all my life. <laughs> Pretty much. I won't say all my life because I had to learn how to be coach first. So I want to say probably at least the last 10 or 12. Okay. And and, and and why did you decide to you know become a life coach? I'm a wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the honest answer. Um, my wife. Okay. Well, that, that, that's an easy answer. And again, I I, I love the, the, the black love. So I said to Jewel, I want to have you on the show. You know what she said to me? I need to have my husband with me. Yeah. I said, yeah. I, I, I said, you're absolutely right. 
I moved some things around to get y'all on here today because that was just like powerful to me. And I think sometimes in society, they feel that, you know, black love, it, it doesn't exist. But I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that, you know, to, to work together, to, to, to be a partnership is a, is a beautiful thing. Um, so, so, Drew, let me ask you a question. What do you love most about coaching? I think I love the skills that I learned from it when Desmond is a very one-on-one type of person. Um, I like to have the skills to be used for group efforts. So I use everything that I learned from my certification, um, talking to people through Dear Black Men, <laughs> through Dear Black Women, um, and also us being certified or trained as mediators for the state of Maryland. Um, I use all of that information to have impactful, effective communication with anybody that I come in contact with. Because most people are, are searching for something. And so if you are skilled enough to listen, to understand, you can help people um, get to the root of their own problem just by listening and asking open-ended questions. Right. What was the catalyst? So let's talk about that because I not some time ago I had a conversation which was uncomfortable conversations. So let's talk about Dear Black Men's. First, when 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 was that published? When did that come out? So it was the book was published in June 2019, but the journey for Dear Black Men started in October 2018. Okay. So tell us about that. Tell us about that journey. And and so one, tell us about that journey. And was Dear Black Woman uh, uh, kind of the the sequel? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, So I like to say that Dear Black Men was birthed out of our carefrontations. So we don't call them confrontations. We call them carefrontations. So um, basically, my husband was checking me for a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) All of the stuff the unchecking. So, so when we first got together, it was just a lot of what I would say is correction. The way that I looked at him, it's not because I had to get comfortable with correction because correction isn't bad. Somebody can correct you so that you can do something better. Not that it's um, just a benefit to the other person, but it's, it's a mutual thing. So um, he was coming to me with all kinds of stuff. Don't look at me like that. You make me feel like a dog. Why are you bringing that in here? <laughs> Did I do that to you? Um, I mean, just a whole lot of stuff. So for me, I came up from a place where I was like the shining star. So mm. there wasn't many people who were like checking me often. That's what you call it. Oh yeah, I said I, I was I was in the, the the realm of the uncheckables. <laughs> right, I'm just floating through this life. I'm doing all right. Um, but what I noticed was, you know, our relationship, I, we had great chemistry, but I knew that he also challenged me. Mm. And so in challenging me, what was, what was something that was, um, characteristic of my, my behavior before is that I would run from stuff like that. You know, you challenge me too much. You call me out too much. All right, that's enough. (laughs) I'm going to do something else. (laughs) But I wanted, I wanted to be with him. So I wanted to hear him. I wanted to listen. I wanted to understand uh, what I was doing that was affecting him, you know, so badly. And so once things kept coming up, I was like, okay, 
I have to not be defensive. <laughs> I have to find a way um, to listen so that he doesn't feel like I'm dismissing his feelings. Like I really want to hear um, what you have to say, even if I don't like it. Right. But I have to give him the opportunity to, to say how he feels. And so that's really how Dear Black Men was birthed. It was me asking question over question over so question. you reinventing yourself. Call it what it is. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Call it what it is. It was reinvention. Go ahead. So we had Dear Black Men was created. Yeah. And then Dear Black Women. Yeah, mm-hmm. two years later. So what happened was... I published Dear Black Men because I started, um, like I said before, in October 2018, posting on Facebook, mm-hmm. having open conversation, making apologies through Facebook. And after gaining trust, gosh, maybe after 45 to 90 days um, of men just, yeah, just opening up, um, I never gave advice. Um, I wasn't telling anybody what they should or shouldn't do or feel. It was just a safe space to just share what you wanted to share, whether you've heard that apology before, whether, you know, you needed closure in that area. And so after it started getting some really good traction, I was like, man, there's a lot of people who might need these same conversations or these same type of prompts, but they don't have my Facebook. So that's why we published the book. Now, as we started promoting the book and going to different places, we got all kinds of feedback. (laughs) We had um, Black women come up and say, oh, is he apologizing to me? (laughs) And I was like, no, not in this one. (laughs) Not in this one. And to be honest, I didn't even have Dear Black Women in mind at the time because my focus was my experience with my husband. And so I wasn't trying to conjure something up that wasn't authentic to me at that moment um, or that I just didn't have um, in my vision. Yeah. And I didn't have the bandwidth for, you know, so after, gosh, a year and a half, two years, it just got more consistent. People were asking, is there a companion book? Is there one for me? Is there something that I can do? Um, because we had women buying dear black men yeah. and using it for themselves yeah. to do self-reflective work. And I so we sold it like that because I I wrote it from a self reflective place. So you can still write inside of it, whoever you are. And you know, if the apology isn't for you per se, you can look at it and say, "Did I do that? Did I hurt someone like that? How did they feel? Did I listen?" So we decided this year that we would launch Dear Black Women, not necessarily as a sequel or a companion. But that it was just past time for Black women to be honored and respected and to have a safe space to, to share what they feel and to be. That's what both of the books really are about. It's that space where you can just be yourself. You don't have to think about what somebody is going to think about what you wrote down. Okay. So you don't have to filter yourself. So Each book is meant to stand on its own. Yeah. Yeah. It's meant to stand on its own, own and... If you're in a relationship or if you're a close friendship, you can share your questions. If only if you feel safe. That is the premise of, of this. It has to be safe space because we, we won't be vulnerable in spaces that we don't feel safe. So, so let me ask Desmond, in terms of 
again, we're, so we're talking about folks that's watching and listening, just tuning in. We're talking to Jewel and Desmond Guy, and we are talking dear black men and dear black women. Um, so Desmond, let me ask you, in, in your encounter with others, um, when you're meeting folks that have read the book, what were some of the uncomfortable conversations or comments made that you heard that kind of resonated with you? Yeah, that's a great question. We've heard quite a bit, right? Yeah. Gosh. Um, you are research here, Desmond. <laughs> I, I, I see, I see. What about the man who came back to the free market? What was his name? Mr. Andrew. Mr. Andrew. Yeah. So, um, ask that question again. I want to make, sure <laughs> I, I make, I want to make sure I answer this in an appropriate way. At least give it a shot. Okay, so with the encounters that you had from being out, and again, dear Black men, what were some of the comments or uncomfortable conversations in terms of feedback you received from, from other folks? I think so. A lot of it was people not really saying they had that behavior, or just not really getting. Um, a lot of it was an apology that they um, felt like they cheated themselves out of life or didn't get in life. A lot of it was just really um, seeing that you uh, can make better choices. Okay. I think does that answer your question? I'm trying to really. I, 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 I don't. Uh oh. You lost. You muted. I get so excited sometimes. <laughs> I just need to do things. But, uh, you know, I think for the folks that are watching and listening and tuning in, and I, and I think someone has a, a question. Okay. Um, it, it's always good to hear folks tell their story. So this is your story as writers, uh, co-authors of Black Men, you know, Dear Black Men. You know, you get that feedback. Because again, like I said, normally I have the book now, I do want to apologize. I think just, oh, no just from a professional standpoint, I, I like to be prepared, and this is the one time. But I, understanding, and I'm looking forward to actually reading the book now. You know, so there's a couple prompts that most people, um, men in general, go to. First, it's dear black men, forgive me for judging you before making the effort to understand you. Yes. That's a big yes. one. Um, another one is, dear black men, forgive me for using our children mm. um, as weapons mm. when our relationship, you know, didn't go well. Right. I didn't know how to process those feelings um, or using your your vulnerability against you. You know, those are those are big things. Let's pause right there. So what? So I so I can answer your question um, a little bit better. I, I, something came just to mind as you were saying that. Okay. So I, I gave the book to a, I sold the book to a coworker, and she came back and she was like, "Me and my husband wrote the first page, and I haven't put the book up since." And this is like a probably about three or four months. I got it. She got the book. She said, "I ain't ready to." Um, yeah, I ain't ready to read through the book. Um, I'm saying that to say we've had a lot of people that like read, may have read like one or two of the questions or apologies. They never get to the affirmations <laughs> and they don't want to pick the book up again. Some people throw it across the room. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a lot of um, like kind of looking in the mirror almost, right? And seeing that scar on your face or not really seeing yourself for yourself. Mm-hmm. Something really um, 
soul touching. I know soul is a cliche word, but soul touching. We've had quite a few of those moments. And sometimes we've talked about this just recently, how oftentimes we are scared to see ourselves because we buried so much. And a lot of us since childhood, whether it's not being listened to, pushed to the side, being dismissed, you know, bringing up some of this stuff is hard. All right. Well, what we're going to do real quick, we're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to let folks know how they can order Dear Black Men and Dear Black Women. We got we to do that. We'll be right back. More Living a Rich Life, Be Exposed Radio. We'll be right back. We can train and certify over 10,000 students in 10 years. We can renovate over 10,000 houses in 10 years. This is the Inner City Trade School Project, sponsored by Get With The Program. It's our time and it's our turn. Feel like once we address once we address the needs of the students, we can ensure that they'll be successful in the program. The, the main idea is to know the safety of the program. And the Black Lives Matter. Yes, yes. We're going to show you how much Black Lives Matter because we have a solution to the problem. This school will help change the mindset of our young black men. And that's what we're trying to do: bring pride back to our community. Substitute anger management. Um, so here at the inner city trade school, that's what we're uh, trying to build. That's what we're trying to create an environment for our people to thrive. Train your damn stupid nigga. Well, he might could have said Ninkum We ain't no Ninkum Boom. Open it. We're gonna play for you our first tune. It's called. Let's start what we have come into the room to do. Right on. Here goes. down those who trespass against him with no mercy.
basement. Admit it. I'm like with the bland They are um, attached to so many different businesses and great entities here in the city. If you have a business, you definitely want to put your business out there, commercial, shout out, anything. It's part of one of the great shows that's going to be on Peaceful's Radio. We are back. Welcome, returning back to Living a Rich Life talk show. We have guests Jewel and Desmond Guy, and we are talking dear black men and dear black women. So if you two could tell us, one, how folks can follow you on social media, and also how they can get a copy of uh, those books. Sure. So you can follow uh, dear black men underscore EST 2018 for all Dear Black Men news. Um, you can follow me at jewelguy.co on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Such is life. So such, such is, life. is life. So S-U-C-H underscore I-Z underscore L-Y-F-E. And if you would like the books, you can go to either dearblackwomenbook.com or dearblackmenbook.com. Excellent. Excellent. <clears throat> Thank you for sharing that information. So, folks, please be sure to go out there and support these two, support this Black couple, um, not just because it's Black love, but it's sound like it's an excellent book. And I will be getting a copy of myself and uh, reviewing it and, and putting it out there. And those that know, I usually follow through. I have a collection of books from other authors, and I have not been disappointed by any of them that have been on my, my show. So awesome. let's let's keep it going with these life coach questions, because, you know, it, as I said, we all have a story. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see as to uh, and, and hear what the rest of your story is in terms of um, life coaching. So let me ask you a question. What skills or experience have you gained outside of coaching? Do you integrate with your practice of life coaching? That's a good one. Active listening. Yeah. Say it again, Desmond. Active listening. Active listening. Yeah. So a lot of the mediation training that we got is incorporated into all coaching, right? Because sometimes when we're listening to people, we can be so fast to, to diagnose the problem mm -hmm. or... To, to think about a situation that we've already heard that's similar. Um, and so we could do people a disservice by doing that. So bringing active listening in is, um, is really key. Um, for myself, I actually bring coaching 
into some other things that I do. I bring coaching into my Reiki practice. So all of my clients for, for Reiki, uh, we sit down and have a, a mini coaching session before we even get started to figure out why we're here, what things um, that they want to focus on, what things are they trying to shift, to change, uh, what is their mindset like about those things, um, really helping people to incorporate different beliefs. Because a lot of times what we think um, turns into our behavior mm-hmm. and our behavior creates you know, that action or thoughts. So thoughts, behaviors, actions. Um, and so I incorporate coaching into those things. Um, but I feel like it's just very fluid. Yeah, almost yeah. in everything that we do. So the question was what we what other skills we incorporate into life coaching, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. And I fixing cards, <laughs> uh, basketball. I think basketball is big for me because I played basketball when I was younger. Uh, like I said, fixing cards, reading a lot, um, reading comics, <laughs> um, oh, watching wow. movies, like all of those things, all of those things that um, I've pretty much encountered in life helps me with life coaching in one form or another. So is that more so you give examples or? Uh-huh, parables, examples, analogies, all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one of the other things, Jewel, I want to talk about. So I, I recently had, last season, I had a Reiki master teacher on, mm-hmm. and I want to see if y'all in the same circle. So Ashley, Ramsey? no. So Ashley, does that ring a bell? Mm-mm. No. So she, she, I, that's my first exposure to to the, to the Reiki. Okay. And and I was like, oh, okay. When I saw that, and they came back, it was like, hey, yeah, she 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 did the same thing that um, Ashley did. Right. Um, now, I want to circle also a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. Tell us, yep. what's, the, what's that about? Sure. So um, I am a connoisseur of photography and videography. Um, I'm also a documentarian. I just finished my first feature-length documentary called uh, Displacia, Vacants in the Village, with Nika Nambi, who is the founder of Fight Black Baltimore, um, which catalogs and um, takes us through the lives of some Baltimore activists and residents who are helping to change the face of Baltimore in the midst of food apartheid, in the midst of vacancies, abandonment, tax sales, um, and really just navigating the the, the structures that be um, and trying to bring back or establish total wellness in the Black community. Um, through education, through self-sufficiency, and through liberation. Um, so, so that's why I call it visual storytelling, because everybody has a story. And so whether they're telling their story through their Black men, whether they're telling their story through photography, because they need this session that's going to speak to something that they're doing, whether it's their brand, um, whether it's a campaign that's coming up, whether it's an event, that's one thing that I love to do is events because people don't put on shows <laughs> for pictures. It's just the natural essence of who they are. And I like capturing that. Um, and videography, because, you know, that really tells a story, a longer story than can be captured in photography. Nice. My brother, uh, I think he still does photography. He, he retired and he retired at uh, 51. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, well, my mother retired at 49. We're all trying, we were all trying to beat her. <laughs> well, he did. I, st I still got a shot. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I want to ask the question surrounding um, writing, um, just trying to get a sense of, does it help to have a big ego? Does it hurt, help or hurt to have a big ego when it comes to writing? Mm. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts because a lot of times, in my opinion, a lot of times you got a big ego, you can't see another person's perspective because you're too busy worried about what your perspective looks like. Mm -hmm. That's just my personal. What, what's your thoughts, Jewel? Yeah, I think um, for the books that I have written or been involved with, it always had a focus on the other the other person. It's always from a, a place of empathy. Um, so yeah, I, I I move ego out of the way. It's, it's about somebody else. I'm the medium. <laughs> I'm not trying to get in the midst of yeah. I'm not trying to get in the midst of somebody else's story. I'm just the conduit in which it comes through. Okay. Now, one of the things, as I like to do, uh, I do want to also thank you for being on. You are the second guest. You are our featured guest for today, season three, as we kick it off and, and get things rolling. So, thank you for joining. We also have a little fun here. Sometimes we're always not about serious questions, and you are actually the first that I've had on the show. So here again, this is BeExposedRadio.com. So we are exposing the world to the first couple on Living a Rich Life talk show. Nice. And we're going to play a game, which would you choose? Okay. Right? And here's the caveat, though. So Desmond, I'm going to ask the question, uh -huh. right? but you have to respond on what you think your wife would choose. Okay. All right? Okay. And vice versa. Okay. <laughs> and vice versa because so, so how long have y'all been married ever <laughs> it'll be six years in december i love it desmond likes that word ever mm -hmm. all right so i have no idea what what this is my, my team put this picked this up and i was like oh this would be quite kind of cool all right which would you choose so you're answering this this is to, well ladies first okay okay so I'm going to ask the question, and you got to decide, and you can't say that we both answer. Well, no, we'll do one card each. Okay. All right. Jewel, to you, which one would Desmond choose? Spend a day with William Shakespeare or spend a day with Joan Austin? I don't know who that is. Who's Joan Austin? I'm asking the questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I don't know her. <laughs> I would probably say Shakespeare because um, Desmond is also a poet, oh. spoken word artist. So he likes to pick brains of philosophers. Okay. So I think I think he would choose him. I'm I'm not even married to you, Desmond, and I'd go with William Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. No, no, she's probably better to look at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Desmond, your question for your wife. You have to answer. You can only, which would you choose? You can only, well, park her everywhere you go. Oh, yeah, parkour, parkour, everywhere you go. Or you can ride a hoverboard everywhere you go. She definitely gonna ride the hoverboard. Yeah. Yeah. Parkour too much like working out. She definitely gonna ride the <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I could have answered that. My life could have depended on that. <laughs> I, right. oh, That's right. I love it. I love it. Hold on. Here. I can't tell. To, 
All right, Jewel, this one's for you. Um, which one would Desmond should pick? You develop a serious allergy to your favorite food or you develop a crippling, crippling fear of all animals. I would say, I would say um, allergies to food you know because he's, he can give food up. You know <laughs> he can food give up. food up with yeah. no problem. You know I'm going to give it up. <laughs> said in a minute. Okay. Right. Like I, I can't play with animals. No, I'll give that food right, up. Right, right. Okay. All right. Which would you choose? All right. We got, we got two more here. All right. Which would you choose, Desmond? Okay. Stuck overnight in an elevator with country music um, blaring on the speakers or stuck overnight in an elevator with opera blaring on the speakers? She would choose stuck on a stuck on elevator with opera. Opera? Yeah. <laughs> she, ain't, she, ain't, she ain't doing nothing Caucasian type music. <laughs> but you know what? Wait, maybe Adele. <laughs> uh, but you know, so after he said, because at first I was like country music, no. But then when you say opera, I like opera, but I don't want to sit and listen to it all day. Okay. Well, I don't think so, I want to do country music either. So I think I might do country okay, so music. Okay, country music, so country music on this, but I, I, I lost that. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so we got we got one more here. Let's see if we can get a good one here, because I, I don't know what these things are going to turn out. Wait a minute, whose turn is it? Whose turn is it? It's my turn. It's your turn. All right. Oh, okay. Here we go. Jewel, what would Desmond choose? Your best friend turns out to be a spy for a hostile foreign power, or your best friend turns out to be a bank robber in hiding. A spy. I think the first one. A spy for a hostile foreign power. Yeah. Turns out to be a bank robber in hiding. Yeah, I think the first one makes the better stories. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. Well, thank you guys for playing uh, Which Would You Choose? Uh, <laughs> that I'm was gonna, fine. I think I'm going to incorporate that uh, as well. All right, so let's keep this, let's keep this interview going here real quick. Um, as we talk about, one of the, there's two questions that I really uh, like to wrap up an interview with. And the first would be, um, and, and again, we'll go with the standard ladies first. Um, Jewel, what is your superpower? Mm. Did we talk about that? <laughs> um, I think my superpower is empathy. Empathy? Yeah. I think I think I approach probably 99% of situations with empathy. There's that 1% where I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, I don't want to hear. But I think um, I approach all situations um, with empathy, even if I'm the one that's like being hurt by it. I'm trying to see all of the situations or the the circumstances that might be that might have led up to it. Okay. And Desmond, same question. What's your superpower? Well, I think the easiest thing to say relatability. But as I've been thinking about it more, the ability to create a safe space for person. Mm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Um, now my, my other question, and before I even get to that, we'll we'll close out with that question. Um, so what's next? What's next for uh, Jewel and Desmond Guy? Um, Try to sell these books and make a million. 
Yeah, so our goal this year is to sell 100,000 books. So that could be across both books or all books because, mm-hmm. you know, we have other other books in the queue. Um, go to New Orleans on our um, anniversary. Yeah, go to New Orleans. And we also want to just, like, go to different states and to do, like, guerrilla marketing for real and just walk up to people and let them know who we are and, and what we have. Um, because we like interacting with people. So wherever we've gone and traveled with these shirts on, people stop that us. Shirt on. Yeah, with this one so far. Yeah. Um, people stop us everywhere we go. So it sparks up a conversation everywhere. So we're just trying to spark conversations um in different places. So nice. So so with that being said, um, and again, I'm going to make sure that I get that book ordered. Um, I have my team order that book tonight, if not sooner. And hopefully they're they're, they're watching and listening and already ordered it. Bailing you out, huh? Yeah, somebody trying to be uh, get get on my good side if they do. Okay. Okay. But I think you know, to me, this is, is probably an opportunity uh, for us to maybe work together. And again, I'm I'm, I'm big on one connecting folks. If you see my Instagram, I, I am the network concierge. Um, one of the many yeah, things do. And um, I see an opportunity for us to get together. I'm talking, you know, book signings. I got some things happening. It'd be great to have you guys at those events to um, have your books. And, you know, and, and again, I think that'd be an opportunity for us to work together. So I want to make sure that you have my contact number. Uh, not going to give it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll make sure you guys have my contact number and, and we'll make that happen over the next weeks. Make sure we can talk about some things. Okay. Um, my last question before I wrap up, um, and I hope you stick around as I give my final comments. What does living a rich life mean to you guys? Freedom. Freedom to be first. Um, and then freedom in all other areas of life. But health, wealth, um, just vibrant, abundant. Um that's really what we've been actually focusing on recently is doing the things that are, um, that are necessary to do and doing those things only (laughs) and not overstressing ourselves because, um, I think we, we tend to, to put a lot of weight on ourselves unnecessarily. Mm. Um, we've been a part of grind culture for a very long time and I'm really big on alignment. So if it's not in alignment with where we're going or stuff that we've talked about or want to, to achieve, we're not we're doing, it. doing it. We're not doing it. Yes. Right. Money is a tool. It's got, you know, so I can't say we don't not, not have a price tag yet, but it's pretty high. <laughs> um, but I will say uh, if money is involved, we got to be something like we feel like. All right, I'm not doing nothing else in life. So if it's not that, it probably is not why. And I'm just trying to be transparent with you. And also answer your question, just being able to live in the moments without thinking about other moments. Yeah, just mm-hmm. right now. Not not worried about future. Right. It, unnecessary stress, we're not doing it. Right. So a rich life is just being content, being in the moment, being present, and loving each other deeply. I, I love it. I love it. That's it. I, I, I love it. And with that, We'll, we'll give uh, Living a Rich Life closing remarks, and we'll, we'll keep it simple. Um, but before I do that, I want to thank my first guest, Victoria Sonora, 
a finance and fitness trainer. Thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for kicking off season three here on Living a Rich Life talk show. Um, I want to thank Desmond and Jewel Guy for being on the show. My first black love couple. Uh, my, my first uh, life coaching for season three. I, I love it. And with that being said, uh, I'm going to start and, and close it out like this. Believing in oneself is a powerful thing. I'm still moving forward. When someone said I won't, I can't, I continue to move forward. Season three, Live on a Rich Life talk show continues to grow. And I quote, a great feeling in life is doing something others say you can't. Once again, I am your host, Rich James. This is Living a Rich Life talk show only on BeExposedRadio.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Be inspired to live a rich life. Good night. Thank you.